Insert intro here. Welcome, welcome to Staggering Stories podcast number 375. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I, yes, I am... Going back to work tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Oh, but so am I. Oh. Yeah. It's been glorious. Oh, it's it? been a lovely few weeks off. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, Liverpool Jean's coming into you. <laughs> uh, we have no Crumbly today. He's in Portsmouth. Yes, yes. Yep. Southampton. So it's just us. He's at the edge of the water. He is the entrance <laughs> to the sea. So, without further ado, I present the news with El Presidente. <gasps> Woo! Okay, Doctor Who news. Oh, yep. The BBC to get radical. <laughs> We're still patiently awaiting the release of Doctor Who Series 13, let alone the three specials that will see the departure of both Jodie Wataka and showrunner Christopher Anthony Chibnall. <laughs> Despite all of that to come, already many are asking, what will be next? Mm. Piers Wenger, one-time executive producer of Doctor Who and now BBC drama controller, is giving little away, but did recently say at the 2021 Edinburgh TV Festival, as with any change of Doctor and showrunner, it will be ambitious and radical. We will have to look at the TV landscape in which it will play so change is ahead quite what that might mean we just don't know is that tv landscape taking account of the rise of streaming services will they finally solve whatever problems are giving us a series every 18 months might they take jms up on his offer to show run there's a good chance that we won't discover more until next year. Mm. Well, I'll quantify my way was at the loss of Chibnall, not at the loss of Whitaker. Yes, I, I, think, I think we knew that. Yes, yeah, yeah. That, that we'll yeah. take that as red. Yeah. I, yeah. I do. I know they're the people in charge of the show and all this. And this isn't a case of having things in aspic. But there's also an element, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Some would argue it is a bit broke. Yeah, yeah, it is broke. As long as, but I, I hope... They don't kind of like break it even further Throw in China. The baby out yeah, the bath make, water. yeah, maybe go back to some basics a bit. Yeah. We'll see one day. Yeah, so I don't think we'll find out anything much more this year. No, because because no. it's yeah. not going to broadcast anything until this, the autumn of next, next year, year, probably January twenty twenty three. New stuff, I mean, I'm not the stuff already in the can. Oh, I was going to say because I thought the new series started in the autumn of this year. It does. Yeah, it does. But we won't know who the new Doctor is and. Till yeah. next year. Till well into next year. Yeah, probably. If they've got any sense. Yeah. yeah. They think... must start filming next year sometime. Yeah. I think they only announced it because they knew at some point it might escape. Someone might take a picture of it. Have you? I think and... the, the rumour was about to escape. Yeah. yeah That's why know. they released it. Retarget's only got a few weeks left of filming. Probably yeah. less than that now. Probably in yeah. a couple of weeks. Then we'll see... Presumably, her go off to other things. Chibnall will presumably go off to other things. At that point, you think, well, they can't do Doctor anymore. Yeah, fans have put two and two together and yeah. working out. Star Trek, Day of the Trekkies. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds rather threatening. It does. It's like we all looked up at the sky and got blinded. Yeah. And Trekkies took over. <laughs> trek, 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 Trek. <laughs> After the dismal failure of the celebrating of Star Trek 50th anniversary, did they? Well, there was a fan-run convention, I think that was as far as it went. (laughs) Yeah. It was poor. Mm. Now, Paramount Plus have decided that they need a bit of a Trek boost for the 55th anniversary. To that end, they've chucked some cash at Will Wheaton to host an evening of streamed panels with cast and crew from various Star Trek eras. Mm. It turns out that Star Trek's birthday is the 8th of September. Okay. Who knew? I didn't. No, no, no. (laughs) No, I doctored it. It was the 23rd of November. 
With the action kicking off on that day at 5.30pm of Pacific Time, 8.30pm Eastern Time. You can find out more at StarTrek.com slash day. Expect a lot of pluggery. Is that a word? No. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Expect, expect a lot of pluggery for the new series such as STD, Lower Decks, Picard, Strange New World, Janeway's Second Chance in the form of Star Trek, colon, Prodigy. Mm. And I hope it goes better for them than the anniversary of Doctor Who discussions with the good and gracious. <laughs> well, Doctor, Who, Doctor Who's anniversary celebrations were epic, compared, and Star Trek just... Yeah, they didn't no, 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 turn this, up. this panel goes better than the behind-the-scenes one they did after oh, we, we, the oh, yeah. we ignore that yeah. one. The after-party, That wasn't a uh, Doctor Who so, thing. So just... Star Trek is a Libra. Uh, apparently <laughs> so, yeah. At the beginning of September, I think it's a Libra, yeah. whereas Doctor Who... November. Is that a... Sagittarius. The crossed computers. Ah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Any addendums? Well, he nicked one of my addendums. <laughs> nicked. Which one was that? The Star Trek day. Oh, okay. You bastard. It, it was slim pickings, I'm afraid, this, this uh, podcast. Do you have any more addendums? I have... Two. Well, one oh. addendum and one actual moan. Is one of huh? them that really cool picture of the guy dressed as Thor standing... In no, no, because, because you, you know, it's being an audio medium, you can't mm. actually show a picture. We can describe but, it. But I was going to say, is, yeah. we've played charades on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it is, I, I can't remember who it is because I've deleted the website. Hang on. You deleted the well, website? Well, not, not the, I've deleted, really hard. I've, I've yeah. closed the page. Packed it and destroyed it. I've closed the page. I've got to find Did you not know he owns and runs the internet? Mm. Ah, there it is. Well, then he can stop bitching about me ordering two new doors, can't he? <laughs> a mad scientist who happens to have been a Thor fan has done the best cosplay for Thor ever. It's brilliant. Oh, it's gorgeous. <laughs> if I can find his name. While he does this, you have an image of Thor standing there in, in a darkened armor. room, full armour, with Mojil... Raised high, emanating from it are two beautiful blue, white, silver bolts of lightning. He has cosplayed with a Tesla coil. So he's standing there in full Thor regalia. He, his name is Ian Charnas from Cleveland. Cleveland, OK. Cleveland, yep. And has built his own Tesla coil and oh, okay. old Thor uniform. And it's to say, he stands there with the mighty hammer and these bolts of lightning. <laughs> so probably 40, not, not very portable. 40,000 volts. Yeah. So effectively, he's become the grounding rod oh, for the... Oh, uh, oh. Oh, I might be, might, be getting this, might be getting this wrong, but for any American chaps and chapesses listening, I think Cleveland is in Ohio. It is. Yes! So you're right. If it's that Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, it could it, be a different Cleveland. Oh, dear. It's a bit like oh, Springfield. Springfield. There's yeah. a lot of them about. <laughs> but the famous one is in Ohio. Yay, I got it right. Woo! Any more addendums? If you, if you can find the picture, it yep. is absolutely gorgeous. Nuff. A couple of years ago, I pointed out to people on this podcast that Nerf was bringing out the Ma the Mandalorian rifle. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is a, a long, you know, long range rifle that you can shoot darts, one dart per shot, but you can shoot darts. Mm -hmm. Well, they've now gone slightly better and slightly back in time. Okay, for the fortieth anniversary of Aliens. Okay. They yeah. are bringing out rifle. the Pulse Rifle. Excellent. Mm. This is automated, so you just yeah. pull the trigger and it will fire ten shots. <laughs> it, has, it has a cartridge of ten shots, complete with the LED countdown reader in it. Okay, yeah. And you tape and, two of them together. Oh, yeah. Well, sort of, because at the front it has a separate larger Nerf dart for the grenade launcher, oh. so, which you can cock and, and fire. Brilliant. Um, there is not a price tag for this I, yet. Yeah, I'm sure. And it is not <laughs> being released until about October next year. Oh, is that the anniversary? I uh, think that is the actual anniversary. But it's only, I say, I say only, compared to the uh, Mandalorian rifle, it's going to be within the region of $95. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Which least. is, for what it is, isn't too bad. Not too bad. Not well, too some, bad. some of the regular nerfs, the big 
complicated yeah. nerves get into that kind of yep. money oh, anyway. Yeah. yeah, because it's Nerf and because it's a toy and because it looks like a real gun, the bits that were green are now printed in yellow okay, to yeah. show this yeah. is a toy. A toy, yeah. But even so... Spray paint it yourself, yeah. Yeah, even so. No <laughs> smart gun, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah most steampunk ray rifles tend to be Nerf's being hacked. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. And now it's over to Keith Dunn for a rant. He's Ooh. doing this because Crumbly's not here. Oh, yeah, and I we need someone to be grumpy. Have to make up <laughs> Mr Grumpy. Over the past week, month, BBC has fully displayed and released Doctor Who missing episode Web of Fear. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Now, they, they have released this earlier with just uh, when they rediscovered one of the episodes. I think it was a couple they, of years they ago. They have. Yeah. And they only include telesnaps. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, now they have fully animated the missing episode. Yep. And my recommendation is don't buy it. I've heard it's not good. I've not watched it myself not yet. Not good. Oh, holy oh. crap. <laughs> I, I, under, I understand it's a new technique. They're not yeah, using kind of motion cap. Yeah, they're not like using that. the hand cell animation, and it's a uh, motion cap animation. Yeah. But <sighs> the level of the actual figure animation is roughly on a par with PlayStation One game <laughs> or PlayStation Zero. My recommendation is skip this. Wait ten years from when they re-release it because they're going to. Because this is absolutely atrocious. You, you it are really not is. the first person I have heard not impressed ah. by the animation well, in this I mean, particular I mean, element mm. of it, and have said, "Save the money, yeah. save the money." I, I, the I, I understand that they are not given a lot of money, no. and I understand the animations are not what I would call broadcast quality. For so the not pre- for this one, it's just one episode. Yeah. Rather than do the entire story. Well, there, for, it, for, for previous yeah. animations, I understand yeah. it is not quite top quality animation. It's the BBC. It does a bodge job. Well, BBC America but, money into a lot of those. I don't think it did to this one. Yeah, no, it shows. Yeah. I understand this is a new technique. I understand it may improve in future uh, releases. But for God's sake, get the animation correct before you do this. It's, it's not often I'd say this, but this is just ripping off the people. It yeah. really is. It's is atrocious. Uh, do you know what makes it worse? What? We ordered two copies by mistake. <laughs> yeah. I ordered one and he ordered one. Uh. So if anyone wants to buy this steaming heap of crap, <laughs> yeah. I have a completely unused copy. It's, it's I, still I, in I the might wrapping. buy it from you. It's still um, in the wrapping. I, th- I thought it was going to be similar to the animation they've done for the other ones no. so like you yeah. know the um the missing episodes oh, yeah. i can't name them off the top of my head that they've done so yeah. far yeah yeah no it wasn't it as i said they're trying a completely new direction and completely new technique and and it isn't working it it's not working yet because mm. it's it's i get the feeling it's not working on the basis that when you get a lot of people saying it's not working rather than just, just one, one or two, or two of the yeah. 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 It's, it's not working. A, like like <laughs> I say, I, I, previous ones, I understand this is the BBC, so, you know, they, they try to make pounds worth out of a couple of pence. Oh, yeah. Because it's studios. But, yeah, d- really, well, please, in a few days' it. time, we'll be at Hooville, mm-hmm. which should be before this podcast goes yep. out. And it's sold out anyway, so plug, plug in the past. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Gary Russell will be there, and I think he was involved... At some high level, you know. Uh, Be interesting. So you can have a good go at him on unless, that Saturday. I'll hold him down. <laughs> unless he stands on the centre of the stage and says, I'm sorry, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> he may did you well hear, did he you may hear well that, do. Gary? You've got to apologise personally to Keith for this. <laughs> no, 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 I don't want a personal apology. I just want a general apology. I'll accept a general policy. I understand there are things going on in the background that we as mill grunts aren't privileged to. Yeah. But even so, come on. Maybe shake the record along and get him to, to apologise. <laughs> so so home, homework-wise, this one's getting a D-. minus. Uh, no, an unclassified. An F. Take it away and do it again. Fail. Now, after, after that rant, we'd like to know if any of you actually liked yeah. what was done with I, the Web of Fear I've not seen it, so I can't really comment, but yeah. Please, please, please. Tell us why you think he's just <laughs> spoken to you out of his rectum, or if you think his words are golden. Ooh. Write to us via show at staggeringstories.net. Woohoo! <laughs>
That was a good rant. <laughs> Has it? You really didn't like it, did you? Yeah. It is. Has I, it got I, the I, version I, with the telesnap still yes. on it as well? Yeah. Certainly yeah. the Blu-ray does. How much is it? No, 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 no. We'll pay you. <laughs> if you're going to take it off our hands, we'll pay you. I think the regular D- uh, Blu-ray's 20, isn't it? And the, yeah. I bought the steelbook for 30 yeah, pounds. No, I, no. Which is probably a mistake given what you yeah. said. It's, it's yours for 15 quid. Because <laughs> just to have the original version in a, a nice yeah. clean oh, yeah, format. They're, they're all, they're all, they're all, all the versions on there. And so it does have the telesnaps as well. Yeah. Fair special features, which the original version didn't. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It, it, the, the extras around it, they, they seem to be making up we've goofed so we're beefing up all the the bits and pieces around it but the thing itself mm. gary I russell's think, a lovely man and if you've made him cry <laughs> I, I, I think i made the mistake of just watching it in isolation and in color because that shows you all the bad bits oh no right i haven't seen it yet you'll have to show me after this if i can find a, a snippet on Snip. youtube yeah i didn't even see any tra- i tend not to watch trailers but for that yeah. i might have done but i didn't what? see one do you know what the story is were you worried that there might be a giveaway <laughs> well for this one it wouldn't matter because I also know it's very bad. Um, yeah, I wonder if did they put out a trailer? Did they just not bother? Yes, <laughs> yes, they did. Were very selective on their shots, but, but it was <laughs> sort of in isolation. They redid Patrick Troughton's original trailer. Ah, oh, right. So where he's sitting there, not moving, and just talking directly. Yeah, to the... doesn't look like a, a puppet from uh, Jerry Anson. <laughs> okay, oh. I'd almost wish they'd just done it over to Babelfish, because the guy colourises stuff beautifully. Yeah. I'm sure we could yeah. animate it better. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, any more addendums? No. And that's the end of the news. We've been to the cinema. Indeed, we yeah. have, yeah. We saw... Suicide Squad. The, the Suicide the Squad. Definite article. Pause for music. Go on, Adam. What did you think? I actually stayed awake for this one. Unlike, uh, I like Suicide Squad, where I fell asleep in the final act. For The Suicide Squad, I stayed awake and I really enjoyed it. it Wasn't it uh, good? It was really good. Uh, the characters seemed to actually work well together, mm-hmm. which I try. I can't remember the first one very well at all. I didn't get any feeling of connection between any of the characters in the first one. So far as I can recall... Um, you you were very down. Yeah, uh, I, it was terrible. As I say, if I remember <laughs> rightly, when we reviewed the first one, I loved it. But I agreed with everything you said. I couldn't yeah. defend I, it. I it wiped was... it from my memory, all the bad stuff. <laughs> but this one, James Gunn. Yeah. Guns Galaxy, yep. particularly we know him for these days. Also Scooby-Doo, going a bit further back. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, he knows his stuff. It did have a very Guardians of the Galaxy vibe running yeah. through it. Yeah. But that is more down to the director's style rather yeah. than copying there's a lot of fun moments a lot yeah. of banter between the characters yeah, yeah. lots of over the top deaths oh yeah definitely <laughs> definitely I, I i did love the bit where you actually got into harlequin's head oh yeah well the animated oh, uh, the, flowers, the flowers, flowers, flowers instead, of, instead of blood you had yeah. flowers flying birds yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's probably the best single action yeah. scene her just breaking out of the uh her prison yeah yeah and again harley quinn I hated Harley in the Suicide Squad. I really disliked the character. She's really unpleasant, kind of skanky, <laughs> nasty, you know. Uh, but here she's okay. She's yeah. not my favourite character by a long shot, but she's actually okay. Yeah. She's more like, say, from when she first came around. And she's one of the few characters who reappeared. I think there were three characters who reappeared? Yeah. I don't remember the other two, but I hear they were both in the yeah, first no, one. No, it's uh, the flag. The flag huh? was in it, yeah. And Boomerang. Boomerang, who's in it briefly. Briefly, yeah. <laughs> I never saw the other Suicide Squad. I've Suicide seen, Squad, yeah. It's really confusing. One. 2016 or 2021. Yeah. No, I, I, I can certainly say, I'm not wanting to re-review the original one, but I can certainly <laughs> say certain things are flagged early on in that, that you can t- figure out what's going to happen. With this one, certainly everything seems to be up for grabs. Mm. Um, one thing that did make me chuckle, it made me chuckle at the time, was we were watching it in the cinema, and um, the the squad is uh, picking off people one after the other in the jungle, mm. and it's all going well, oh, God, and yeah. Keith's leaned over to me and has gone what if this is the rebel base? And then next yeah. second, hi, I'm the leader of the rebels. Oh dear. <laughs> Taking out the good guys. Taking yeah. out their allies. Yeah. And I, I do have one minor complaint. Mm. What is it about John Cena that he has to get his shirt off for every role that he appears? It's because he has a hunky chest. <laughs> yeah, but do we really need to see the tight 
lady whiteies? Yes, we do. <laughs> Certainly with the, the salami stuff down. <laughs> yes, that was funny. <laughs> That wasn't a salami. <laughs> I've seen him in about three or four things now, and he, he, he started life as a professional wrestler yeah. in WWE. But nearly everything, even even the uh, the John Oliver anti-vaxxing clip. He took his shirt off. He was yeah. stripping. What's he been in? I don't think I've seen him in anything before. Oh, yeah, he's been in this. Um, so he's doing a bit of the bum- Dwayne, the Rock Johnson yeah. breaking yeah. into... The, the, the Bumblebee. The standalone Bumblebee. Uh, oh, so, oh, yeah. And yeah, there yeah. was another uh, Firehouse one, I think, he was in. Oh, I didn't see that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a few. We got uh, Dave Batista as well, who's obviously uh, known to James Gunn particularly. He's another ex-wrestler. Yeah. Yep. There's a yeah. few of them out nowadays. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also S- Sylvester Stallone, who... Oh, his uh, lines played, played were brilliant. Bird. <laughs> nom, nom. Hand. Hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so he was the big fish thing. He, he, he was he the was shark. King shark. King shark. <laughs> yeah, he voiced the king shark. I wondered who he was. <laughs> Put, yeah. put a lot of thought and pr- <laughs> he did <laughs> who was also in The Last Guardian he was so he, again not knocking this but James Gunn seems to have a little core yeah. of players that Michael liked- Rooker of course yeah Yondu mm-hmm. and briefly his, his brother <laughs> his brother Sean, Sean Gunn, Gunn who, yeah. who, who was I think one of the prisoners who was. did a cat call and also played CGI'd Weasel he was Weasel yeah yeah. yeah. is he uh, also a secret Doctor Who fan <laughs> <laughs> and oh, what's his name come on uh, you can do it uh, Mel Mel Reynolds the, oh yeah, uh, yeah Nathan Fillion Nathan Fillion Nathan Fillion, Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Yeah. He, he's not a, not a common guy who turns up in uh, yeah well, he, he was in they first did Slither they just together. together, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was a voice in the first Guardians. Film. Yeah, well, in the prison riot. Yeah, he was one of yeah. the blobby aliens. Yeah, and also in both major comic franchises, he's brought in a Doctor Who actor. Also, he brought in Gillen yes. for uh, yeah. Guardians, and he's brought in Peter Capaldi here. Yeah. for Suicide Squad. He I, was a bad man. I, I was. was I was looking to see whether in the plugs were screwdrivers <laughs> on his head. <laughs> yeah. his head. Yeah. Somebody has done a Photoshop job with him as. Uh, yeah, <laughs> on a, I listened to him on. A recent interview and uh, I said it, it wasn't that uncomfortable but he kept forgetting he had things on so he'd get in a car and not realise <laughs> he was two inches taller yeah. um, I think I'm probably in the minority here did this, you like it? this oh. wasn't my cup of tea no, I loved Harley Quinn yeah. I think Harley Quinn's probably Harley Quinn and Idris Elba were the best two characters in it. I love the whole meanwhile in the jungle and that I like all mm-hmm. but it, it felt for me like it wasn't in one camp or another. It wasn't funny funny it was. <laughs> but it wasn't gory 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 and it it was both and but that was it. it. It didn't feel like it was both to me. It felt like it hadn't really made up its mind. Mm. Uh, I have to admit, if it wasn't for the fact that we were watching it to review it, I would have probably turned it off about halfway through or walked out about halfway through. Oh, really? Okay, well. I'll not bother. It was fine. I think is probably the way I'd say it, rather than... (laughs) I wouldn't turn it off if it was on telly, but I wouldn't You wouldn't go out of your way to... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If we're going to be grumpy, (laughs) you should have been here last time with Crumbly. Now, that was proper grade A grumpy we can't have any of this yeah it was okay nonsense please dislike it intently no it was it was okay it was I Kingsman plays seriously but has a comic element to it this one it it seemed to want to try and have that comic element but it I don't know it just didn't didn't do it for me at all. Aww. Not in mm. the least. But I love Harley Quinn. <laughs> okay. I think, and I agree with you, that scene where she's... Yeah. That, that is a brilliant scene from the whole point where she lifts up the guard and strangles him all the way out yeah. with the, the flowers and yeah. that kind of stuff. I think that's just... Yeah. But she stole it for me completely. Okay. If, I, I, if it wasn't for her, I'd have probably fallen asleep halfway through. As I say, I do like the bit where they're outside, ready to storm the yeah. building, mm. building, and she's standing there. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Come to rescue you. Oh, oh you guys! <laughs> I, I actually quite like the bit where the mad woman in the base is going, I'm going to oh, yeah. kill them, kill them! And they finally bash her over the yeah. head and knock her out. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, Another I, character who makes a return. Yeah, I, I really wouldn't work for her. I wouldn't like working for her no. at all. I'm just wondering how many of those characters that was in the base are going to get offed yeah. because they've <laughs> yeah. disobeyed her. There was a Pete Davidson in this as well. Yeah. Yeah. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Yeah. I don't know if I'm getting a bit over the whole superhero kind of films or or not, but maybe yeah, I think this just didn't float my boat at all. 
I quite like the fact this was not your usual superhero film. Mm. In theory, it's the same basic idea as the first Suicide yeah. Squad, but it's done properly. Mm, yeah. <laughs> from my point of view. Certainly more lethal. Yeah. The amount yeah. of uh, heroes, or not heroes, I was that say, we lost. Things like Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, you know that the hero will save you. This yeah. sort of thing, I wouldn't trust any of them. <laughs> yeah, you not as like, far as I could throw I them. I do like the fact it just bumped people off left, right and centre. Yeah. And, and it had yeah. a very, very... 1950s B movie monster at the end. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Starro. Yeah. We have a Kaijo event. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> In the best possible way. Yeah. I also like the way they resolved that. A lot of these people got ridiculous powers. Yeah. Mm. You've got to rat catcher too, she controls rats. Yeah. But she was turns out the most important character for solving the problem. Yeah. Then you've got Polka Dot Man. Who <laughs> 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 fires polka dots. I and, and sees his mother. Yeah. <laughs> fires polka dots and has mother issues. Yeah. Everybody looks at it, it's his mother, it's very yeah. strange. And then you've got King Shark who nom, nom. can't do much, but he can survive anything apparently. He, yeah. he got so beat up but just carried on. Building dropped on him, you know, shot at everything. New friends. Yeah, new friends who are very hungry. And Weasel. I was very worried about Weasel. <laughs> yeah. Drowned. Nobody yeah. thought to check if he could swim. No. <laughs> Does Weasel actually have any powers or is he just a mutant Nobody Weasel? knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> he just ate people. That was about it. He ate 27 children, I think, you know, <laughs> yeah. said, yeah. Yeah. I don't know quite how. Yeah, I liked also the fact that they had that nice redirection at the beginning. You've got this team being built up, sent in, then they all get killed off. Yeah. Yeah, then literally in five TV. minutes. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're just there to distract. Nathan Fillion with his ridiculous detachable arms. Oh, well, the detachable kid. <laughs> yeah, TDK, the detachable kid. He just, all he can do is poke people he? in the eye. He can't really do anything. <laughs> just smack people about the face a bit. But you can't. Yeah. I know um, this, this wasn't for you, Gene, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was just... Both sublime and ridiculous, all in one film. I mean, yeah. so it, it had all genuine villains from the comics. Yeah, to the full yeah. gambit. It's a definite Z class villain. Yeah. yeah, up to slightly more. Yeah, and then you've got Idris Elba, who was playing it pretty straight. Yeah. He was obviously the leading man, at least. Yeah. Maybe with uh, uh, Margot Robbie as the leading lady. Yeah. And uh, oh. he, he played it like it was a real proper... That, 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 that yeah. makes it funnier, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? It yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. that's I, the way to do it. I did yeah. like the fact that it didn't pull any punches with the blood, guts and gore, but it was <laughs> blood, guts and gory, though, at the no. same time, although it was... It didn't linger yeah, on them. That's it, although yeah. you had blood spatter over the camera lens at certain points, it yeah. didn't feel gratuitous. No, yeah. it wasn't too bad, yeah. You know, yeah. it was, everyone was dying and getting shot to bits, but it was Heads appropriate to <laughs> the actual... Faces blown off, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, the face one was the only one that I went, ooh, <laughs> Right at the beginning on the beach, yeah. the, the first guy he kills, isn't it? Yeah. Did explain yeah. why? Why Capaldi's character had all the spark plugs in his head? Because they looked well funky. Uh, yeah. No, it wasn't really explained. No, I, 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 think, I think it's played to its benefits. And what possibly was the disadvantage of the first one is they didn't introduce any of the characters. They were all just there. Oh, yeah. that, that, I quite like that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the first one. They introduced all the characters, so you've got the first 20 minutes yeah. and nothing's really happening because they're introducing, and this is, and yeah. this is, and this See, is. See, I, I quite like it when a film hits the... Uh, yeah. Well, when a, a superhero hits the film running like that, because you think of most other genres of films... They don't start with, in 1979, this copper joined this police force yeah. and worked his way. Yeah, you don't tend to get that yeah. kind of like creation, the creation myth of how Kojak became Kojak. You yeah. just got, mm. there's the copper, from, this is what he's doing, that, that's et cetera. It, that was what we yeah. could think of. We didn't find out how or why he had those. It, you could almost, he, he was just there. You could almost actually not have had that character in... The film, yeah. it, it, it kind of like, you know, the character was almost ancillary to the whole... If he, just, if he hadn't been in the film, you wouldn't have missed him, so yeah, to speak. you needed a, a human, because Starro mm. was a giant jellyfish. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Starfish. Starfish. He, he was essentially Dr. Mengler. Yes. Nods to Thor as well, with the name of the place. Jotunheim. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah presumably not, because this is DC, so I don't know. Yeah, it's, this is why yeah. I wondered why they called it Jotunheim. Well, I, I, no, I think there are... I, I don't know where, because I haven't watched the, uh, the YouTube video, but there are Easter eggs to um, Guardians in there somewhere. That he's, oh, okay. he's 
put uh, that yeah. James Gunn has put in. Yeah. So Jodenheim might have been a deliberate yeah. nod to. Or maybe some commentary. Yeah. Norse mythology is a game for anybody, isn't it? DC yeah. can take it as well as. Yeah, Marvel. they can't copyright that. No, no, it's one of the nine realms. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. We would like to know what you thought of the Suicide Squad. <laughs> you can write to us via show. At staggering stories dot net. Convince me why I shouldn't go near. <laughs> I think you, sh- you should give it another go because I it's yeah yeah thoroughly enjoyable. It's good fun. So much better than the first one. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't got the first one to compare it to. <laughs> Have you got Netflix? Yeah, it's on there. The at first the moment. one is on Netflix at the moment. Uh, so that first one now feels like those bargain bin knockoffs you get yeah. whenever a film comes out. You get another yeah. another film trying to copy it's almost idea. the same. Yeah. yeah, it feels a bit like that now. So well, now it's time to re-release the original as I said, Squad. As I said, you could watch um, the original one. You could guess who was who of the superheroes was going to die because they mm. didn't get an intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many deaths were there? There must have been seven or eight at well, least of the, of the, the, uh, the original right first the squad. <laughs> yeah. The original first squad went, who yeah. went in. And they looked so manly, didn't they? So, <laughs> that so slow solid. Walk. Oh, that slow that walk perfect. to the helicopter. <laughs> and poor Milton. Which one was Milton? Milton, yeah. I can't remember. He He's appropriate. One? He's a driver. Oh, yes. oh Milton. Oh, Milton. <laughs> Harley oh. Quinn didn't, didn't remember either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been listening to some big finish. It's that time again. Equiston has dropped three more stories. Mm -hmm. Second box set. Respond to all calls. Pause for music. Unlike the last one. Mm -hmm. I love these. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think this would have been a much better introduction to the the series of Equestrian or Big Finish. Because they're they're all all nice little standalone stories a la series one. Yeah, pretty much. I liked the first box set of Equestrian. This one, he has rediscovered the Doctor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What were these three called? These were called... Girl Deconstructed. Oh, that was such a good one. That's, yeah, my favourite, definitely. Fright Motif. That one was all right. Mm-hmm. Planet of the End. I really mm. liked this one. Oh, do you? Okay. They're all quite different, but they have a theme. But where was the first one I felt like? the It, it was the Doctor, but it kind of slipped sometimes. This is just, yeah. like, plucked straight out of any time point in when he was playing my, the Doctor. My, yeah. He's got the tone right, yeah. he's got the sarcasm right. My, <laughs> my overall thoughts of this one is this one, he's enjoying himself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The the actor rather than the character. He's good. As you say, he's flippant, he's more sarcastic, he, he does impersonations. Yeah. Best way I'd describe it would be, on this one, he feels like he's comfortable in his skin. Yeah. 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 And by his point, he would have spent... Several days having records of the previous box set. Yeah. So he'd know the people, he'd know the, yeah. the how yeah. it was all set up. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. He, he can concentrate on the character mm. and getting back into that space, which he, which he does. Yeah. Girl Deconstructed mm-hmm. yep. was such a brilliant idea. Oh, wasn't it? Just. Yeah. As basically, and you don't find out till the end, but it's this migrating species passing planet Earth. Picking up on teenagers, doing their usual teenage angsty thing of, um, I want to leave, I want to go, uh, nobody, nobody me. likes me. But all goes a little bit wrong and you end up with a lot of ghosts <laughs> who no one can see but can kind of hear. They're left basically without a body Scattered. watching life pass them by. And it's so very, very, very clever. Yeah. And it's not done by ill intent because these creatures are lighter than air. So yeah. they drift they on just the side of the wind. how heavy so, humans yeah. are. <laughs> they think if they make you non-physical, you can drift with them. But, but even that was too heavy for them. Even that's too mm. heavy. Yeah. Um, you've got a, a police officer. There was remnants slightly of blink in the old haunted house yeah, yeah. <laughs> that no one ever visits that the police officer has connection with the doctor re- initially receives a call for help yeah, yeah. he's yep. in the tardis tracking these little ephemeral thingies and gets a somebody help me <laughs> so he responds to the call for help and mm-hmm. it turns into literally a police detective story 
Yeah. Because she is not the only one yeah, that's gone missing. Dozens of them. A list of them. Mm. Set in Dundee. I think is this about the first time they've been a story been set entirely in Scotland since Terror Zygons, maybe? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> Can't think of the last um, one. The, the Victoria Wolf fang thingy? Tooth and Claw. Oh, tooth and Claw, oh, tooth and claw. Yeah. yes, you're right. So, which is later, technically. Which is later, <laughs> yeah. technically, yeah. So, yeah, the Doctor, the doctor has to figure out what's happened, where they are... How to get them back. And how to get them back. Um, but it is sad because without giving the plot away... Not everybody not can be rescued. Not everyone can be rescued. But everyone can be saved. Yeah. <laughs> and so we do, although we don't see it because it's audio, but you do get a bit of gizmo building. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Which doesn't happen much these days, and I do enjoy. Yeah. I'd hope that would be a big thing of 13s, but it hasn't yeah. turned it out to be. It started off being it, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. You know, the, the Sonic yeah. and that. I think I, mostly I can put it down as 10s. As mm. yeah. you, you didn't see him build them, but you obviously you he, he pulled out something that he's cobbled together. Yeah. That went ding mm. when there was stuff. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and cooks an egg, even if it's in a chicken at 50 yeah. paces. What does it do? It goes ding! <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought the carrots here worked really well. It felt like Eccleston's era. Yeah. Because yeah. yes. that was very domestic yeah. in its own way because he obviously is falling into Rose Tyler's life with all yeah. her family and friends. Yeah. And it feels a bit, felt a bit like that which is probably more in keeping with series one as yeah. we call it now yeah. than yeah. something last box set. Eccleston's era. Yeah. yeah. And don't do domestic. Mm, but he, he did. He did <laughs> yeah. not. So the second one. The second one was set in Paris. Apparently, although you wouldn't know it from the accents. No, you wouldn't know it from the accents. Everyone, it was not Parisian. And it's set just after the Second World War. Yeah. The the late 1940s. 47 or something like that. Yeah. And you've got a pianist who is pitch perfect, who can't stand to hear any noise whatsoever. And you've got people missing from the top floor of a hotel mm-hmm. and there it goes from there mm. and it's to do with so- a sound monster Another effectively sound yeah. yeah which we've had before in big fish yes it's obviously an obvious medium for a sound monster isn't yeah it? it's, it's a perfect medium yeah. for audio but this one it, apart from the the fact that you've got this creature basically of sound mm-hmm. it's also honing in on distress but the kind of bereavement distress, because this musician's mother had just passed away. Mm-hmm. He's American and he's in Paris. She's American. He's in Paris, so she couldn't get to. He couldn't get to her. And it's that seems to be the trigger point mm. for this creature to hone in on him. And of course, yeah. Paris in the Second World War and yes. for years after was a place of grief and bereavement. Yeah. Mm. There's some lovely bits in this. You've got um, a hotel manager who also runs the <laughs> music bar yeah. who's basically taken this pianist under his wing as a son. Yeah. Hates jazz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only he likes jazz. Um, and he's very harsh on him, but then he has to take them to a safe place and it turns out... He had a lover. Yeah. But the time period, it wasn't the type of lover yeah. he could disclose. Yeah. <laughs> Died. It's part of yeah. resistance, wasn't it's, it? French it's, it's, part, yeah. part of, his boyfriend was part of the resistance, he, yeah. He's, he's very much, how can I put it, a loving, happy character who's been hurt hard and mm. now has his shields mm. and, yeah. treats and, and, and keeps everyone at a distance. And unfortunately, because his, his partner was also a man... It's in an era when homosexuality yeah. was a criminal offence and you just didn't speak about it. I don't know if it's criminal in France, but yeah. It, it was, was it? pretty much still frowned upon. And yeah. it, it, it's one of those things that, you know, you've got that double whammy. Yeah. Um, mm. There's some lovely bits in this, playing with, with sound. Yeah. You know, you've got chase scenes in it. Notre Dame and, and Notre all Dame. that. Yeah. I liked um, regarding Notre Dame, talking about uh, Notre Dame's past, present and future. And they, oh, they, yes. They mention, you know, it was mentioned that burns it, down, burn, burning down, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, building yeah. up from that, and then it went into space. space. <laughs> 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 yes, after the fire, I spent years trying to get the harmonics right yeah. again. <laughs> Probably true, it will be. And then the last one we have is Planet of the End. Hmm. I liked this one. So it's again, the... the Doctor responds to 
Stress call. Yeah. yeah, a tenuous link, but yeah. well, hence the name of the box. Set. Indeed, a tenuous, <laughs> tenuous box set. Ends up on a planet where the only living thing seems to be a robot, which he names Fred. Yeah, of course, yep. Um, yep. the Guardian. Yes. And she shouldn't have a conscience, but she's been stuck on this planet for so long with no one to talk to. She's she's basically developed a personality. Yeah, yeah, but it's a trap. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. He ends up on this planet for years and years and years would, and years and years. I would love to yeah. see an il- illustration of him with, with shoulder, long hair. shoulder length hair and a full beard. Yeah. And, and the birds nesting yeah. in his hair. Yeah. He basically gets turned to wood and frozen yeah. into the ground it's with so, rabbit's nest by his feet. It's yeah. sort of, as, as you were saying as we were listening to it, it's variation on the Melka and Trakan. Mm, uh, mm, uh, yeah. oh, yeah, it's sort of frozen in, spa- in place. Mm. Just being looked after by Fred. Yeah. But his consciousness is elsewhere. Yeah. Fully active. Um, fully active, spending a lot of time screaming. Yeah. Like McGann, he does tortured very, very <laughs> he well. Does. <laughs> he does. He's brought up up north. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they both do that. I'm being tortured and I'm going to convince you of it. <laughs> yeah, they're um, both, both from up north. So. And yeah. makes, it's just Wednesday for them. Yeah. Makes a bargain with his captures, which is basically how he gets out of, yeah. well, not jail, but gets out of this trap that he's been caught in. Mm. Then the corporation, the incorporated, whatever it's called. The corporation. Yeah, the villains. Yeah, it's something that he... weird. It's something that he has met before, but I don't think we have. I don't think so. This has been another big finish. Yeah. They're basically a race of people who monetize they're, they're capitalism personified yeah. they're, literally personified their yeah. whole goal is to own everything every idea every thought should be monetized every emotion every feeling should be copyrighted and monetized mm. mm-hmm. there should be no individuality that isn't copyrighted and monetized and it should all be for profit and even life energy should be for profit because it's an energy so, uh, I yeah. mean basically it's, it is the far extreme of capitalism completely and they were wiped out at the beginning of time but their idea echoes through time and they want to come back they've managed to somehow preserve their essence so they can come Come back back. Mm. and that's where the doctor comes into play which you've got elements as you say elements of maudrian undead with the life force yeah. Um, and elements of the milky were on the outside with the, please don't tell anyone I look like the wild man of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked Fred. Mm. Something nice happens to Fred at the yeah. end. Fred, Fred is, could have been a companion. Yeah, Fred is an innocent. Completely. Yeah. She's she, been stuck on the planet yeah, sharing she, she, the rabbits. She, she's been given this job, which she does perfectly, and the corporation sort of takes advantage. Mm-hmm. So, she's, a, she's a nine foot tall metal computer. And yeah. her, name's, <laughs> her name's not Fred, but you know. Yeah. It's the only name she's been given, and she likes Fred. She's and, a, and she's the doctor has, seems to have a blind spot with nicknames, doesn't yeah. he? Well, the doctor <laughs> has, seems to have a blind spot for the name Fred. Well, yeah, exactly. Though it's only twice has he had to come up with a nickname, yeah, and they've both been Fred. I think Romana <laughs> yeah, yeah. was exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Romana de Vatralanda, yeah. Fred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, the three stories tie nicely together, as it says, respond to all calls, but. There are similar kind of veins, but they're all very, very distinct stories. This isn't one of those box sets where point A leads you to point B leads you to point C. Three completely separate stories. You could dive into these in any order you Mm -hmm. liked and they would still be thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, and we recommend you buy this box set (laughs) because it's very, very good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, indubitably. Directed by Helen Goldwyn. Indeed. Who I've not come across, but she's doing the fourth box set. Barnaby Edwards is doing the next one. Oh, OK. And she's done a lot of big finish. I think she did Star Cops too. Thanks. So. Oh, poor girl. <laughs> That's brilliant. Particularly the uh, Mars. That was really good. But anyway. Right, we'd like to know what you thought of Respond to All Calls. If you've got it. And if you haven't, go and get it. it I would really recommend it. You yeah. can write to us via show at staggeringstories.net. Yeah, it's good to hear Eccleston back. Yeah. And he is, he is uh, definitely back. Back and back on form. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <sighs> I just have this feeling of foreboding and, 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 and oppression and... <gasps> Oh, his oh, eyes are glowing. Immense. Oh, my word. 
<laughs> oh, he is angry. Oh, oh, always oh, angry. Oh, oh. Oh. Gene, he's glaring right at your head. Is that yeah. why I feel like this? Yeah. You could get a bit of G- a new Gene, uh, Gene your hair is smoking. Oh, hello. quick, quick, quick. Say hello to him. One, two, three. Hello, head of Pertwee. And various other things that are littered around the house. <laughs> oh, Clara literally has a bag over her head. <laughs> Well, he doesn't you know, like cardboard Clara. He doesn't. Terribly ugly. So. Oh, God. <laughs> hello, hello, Terence. Terence is still keeping an eye on us. You're right there, Terence. Good man, good man. And hello, various and sundry Graham. other things. Nazi Spock. What are the Batakas doing? And you've you got, don't want is, to know is the, what the Batakas um, are doing. Nebula. No. Yep. Nebula. Nebula is newish. Yeah. She yeah. seems quite... I mean, I know Gillen's very leggy. I mean, the woman's got legs up to her armpits, but she seems quite elongated in the body as well. I can't... Where are we, where are we oh, looking? Oh, you won't see it she's, from the She's in, lurking in the darkness. She's, oh, okay. she's on the other side of the bookcase. Oh, OK. <laughs> so, have we any feedback? We do have a bit of audio feedback. Oh, who's it from? Be from Andy Nunny. Ooh. Hello, Andy, Andy Nunny. <laughs> He's not boring. <laughs> Don't yawn. Sorry. Well, good evening, Staggers. It's Andy Nunny here. Long time no speaking, long time yeah. no seeing. You know, yeah. COVID hopefully coming to an end. We might yeah. get to see somebody. But um, mm. anyway, I thought I'd uh, drop you something. Um, sitting here, it's uh, just about nine o'clock on Saturday evening. I've got a nice kind of old speckled hair. Drinking <laughs> while podcasting, Adam Pearson would have me shot. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I've been watching The Watch, and uh, given I, the fact you reviewed it last week and asked us what we thought, I thought I'd uh, put in my formula worth. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you want, as a Teddy Pratchett fan, a TV production of a Teddy Pratchett novel, forget it. Because that <laughs> is not what it is. Yeah. I think it's the words you said at the beginning, inspired by characters created by Sir Terry Pratchett, which really sums it up, because you think about it, it's got some of the characters in The Watch... Yeah. Some of them display the characteristics that we know from the books. Maybe. And we have some that are missing. I mean, to start with, the, the missing ones, it's already been discussed that Nobby Nobbs is uh, yeah. completely absent. But so Fred Colon as well. And yeah. you, think, you think those two bounce together quite merrily. Uh, but also Fred, in a way, was also... Almost like the conscience of Samvine, certainly early on. And uh, certainly, you know, was there to help him. You know, I think he's one of the few that could actually call him Sam, even though he wasn't his equal. Yeah. The ones we did have, I mean, Sam Vimes, well, yeah, that's not how I saw Sam Vimes, I suppose. Yeah, you know, the, the only real characters, the ones in your head, I suppose that's why books or radio is better, because the pictures are better. Yeah. <laughs> but having said that, Richard Dorner, as if you take it as being a captain of the watch called Sam Vimes, then, then yes, I think he did come across quite well, because he certainly had a lot of issues to face. He was only in a demon to a drink, although he did seem to be drinking less as we get as he went on. I I do wonder if it's uh, we're going to see as it happened with the original the, the real times that he actually reminds of quick drinking. Mm. Um but you know the way he dealt with things, you know, he wasn't a coward. You know, he was bloody scared at times, you know, why not? But you know, he he stood up for what he believed in, he stood up the badge, which is what Sam Vimes in the books did as well. You have carrots. <laughs> he could have been a bit bigger, couldn't he? I mean, you know, he wasn't you know, I always think of Kara as being sort of, you know, about six foot eight, you know, built like, you know... A man mountain. be second row forward, you know, sort of like Martin Bayfield, if you know, who's the guy, if you don't know, was the body double for Robbie Coltrane as... as um, oh, Hagrid. Oh, Hagrid. Yeah. And he's six foot ten. I mean, he is seriously big, and that's what... Although he's a big bloke, but, you know, like, like me, just didn't seem to dominate, and I think that's what he should have done. Although, you know, he, he could spout off the, the, the laws, he didn't quite do it as often as he did in the books again. Mm-hmm. And when he declared he's a virgin, everyone sort of, oh, really? I can't, I can't believe that. You know, I thought that was... And no one made a big issue of it, did they? But, um, but yeah. Yeah, there's Angular, a naivety lacking. Again, which is, mm. it just wasn't... She wasn't expected. I think they, they made very little of her werewolfdom or werewolfness, mm. whatever you want to call it. I mean, you saw the bit where... Um, she woke up in a cell and was very tastefully filmed. The fact that, uh, yeah, but she lost the top half of clothing, not the bottom half. I mean, <laughs> why did she keep it, you know? Like the Hulk. Yeah. No, let's, let's not go this any further. Than that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, let's, what I was meant to say was, you know, how, why did you, I should have thought she'd have lost all the clothing. I mean, not that uh, I think we should theme her losing all the clothing, but it just seemed to be. I mean, that was a good bit the way, you know, she had to have her own cell and be locked away. But after that, it just seemed to be almost like a cast aside, only very briefly mentioned. Mm. Who else do we have? Lady Sybil? Yeah, 
And what I was in charge of her was the aristocratic English lady. So having a, a, a is it lady of colour, would that be the right word, the right pig, right... I'm sorry, I'm not terribly PC on old, so I do send to the wrong things, but I think <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm trying to say. You both. But again, I thought that brought a new spin on it, and that actually did make it right. That, that actually made it quite interesting, um, because it's, you know, it was a new dynamics. And, then, and I think her character as well worked very well. I think she did, you know, she did achieve quite a lot. Hmm. Um, who else do we have? Uh, Cheery. <laughs> again, just not quite what I imagined. And again, it's... <sighs> It sort of works. I think you, you said that the, the, the acting person, I don't know how to say it now properly, is, is non-binary. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a they. Um, yeah. So I don't know how you would actually define that person. But um, well, It's complicated English. I mean, it did a good job, but it just, again, it, it wasn't quite the cheery that I, I imagined. Um, the, the episode where they were in charge and, you know, going down the dwarf mine, I thought that did work very well. Veterinary being a woman, but being referred to as a man, I mean, Anne Chancellor is actually quite quite a fearsome woman, isn't she? So mm-hmm. you could say in a way it worked because she was able to to dominate. I like the bit at the end where she got the cell where she locked herself in, but she just yeah, I have a problem. Yeah, it just <laughs> she just wasn't quite as manipulative as I imagine yeah, Havelock as I thought it would sound would be. We had detritus at the very beginning and then the alternate detritus, and I think that character just was wasted. And yep. If someone yeah. the rock, how on earth can he get killed by, a, by Arrow? That yep. just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So, sort of the character, and the story itself, you know, you've got, you've got bits of the, the Nightwatch wound, which I think is one of the best, with Carter, and the way they played with Carter was, was quite interesting, the way they riff with him. You know, at the end of it, you know, he's he's gone, but so you can see what he's trying to do, and I think they did they did pick up the dragon bit quite well, and the way Good Boy dealt with the dragon at the end, again, the game was good, so there were bits they did lift directly from the Pratchett series. His uh, associate, who then became the enemy, yeah, that was a new character, doesn't it? I'm, I'm just... It didn't quite work for me. I, I just can't quite work out what it... What, you know, I think Carter's been better on his own, because I think he just was that way and he would just dominate people he wouldn't have somebody acting in that way it's almost like you know trying to think that he's equal i think he did actually say something like that at one point but someone who was just equally capable and confident and downright vicious as him <laughs> the story itself i mean it did it flow very quickly and there were there really were some very good moments in the bit where they were dancing to wake me up before you go go <laughs> and they have the the, the Miami, uh, no crockett's theme from miami vice playing and yeah. oh, there was another piece of music that, oh, I can't remember what it was, something from the 70s that I really liked. And it's gone completely. And it put me in mind of Life on Mars when they had all some of the really good, old, good music from when music was good in the 70s and 80s. You know, <laughs> sure, but, um, but, but overall, I enjoyed it for what it was, which was a, co- a comedy fantasy series with a good storyline that cracked along. And for looking at it, you just look at it from that point of view, I did enjoy it. But as I say at the beginning, if you wanted a. Terry Pratchett done for TV. This isn't for you, so I can imagine why the, the Dunn household what was so split on that. Yeah, I think he said it from the series, and I would certainly watch the second series. But I would still like to see perhaps a slightly more faithful, you know, along the lines of what uh, Sky have done with Going Postal and The mm. Hogfather and um, The Colour of Magic. You know, a bit more like that, or like the you know the radio, the various radio version they've done, that a bit more, a bit more true to it. But but yeah, I did enjoy it. So there you go, and be seeing you. Thank right. you. Thanks, we're, we're, Andy. we're not going to be talking to Andy anymore. Yes, we are. He makes good points. <laughs> uh, it does seem to be very much depending on if you know that story or yeah. not. Well, I didn't know it particularly well. I wasn't that impressed with it. But <laughs> <laughs> was it, I, there's a great seems to be a great difficulty in bringing Pratchett to the screen. Yes, I mean the the well, sky the sky ones weren't bad, but they were they more got progressively better. They were more trailers for the book. Yeah. They need well, to get Chris Columbus in to do a feature film. <laughs> well, what, what, they need to Harry Potterize its ass. What's uh, Rihanna Pratchett doing? There is stuff happening on that front. I, think, I know she yeah, is involved yeah. in something. I'm yeah. not quite sure if it's films yeah. or what. I think the problem with it is it is so original and off the wall. And it's how do you do that and maintain its originality? Because, yeah. as I said, the book is so the books are so expressive and they paint such vivid yeah. colours. There is always going to be a problem in competing between the world that Pratchett's built in people's heads mm-hmm. and the one you can actually build See, on the TV the, the, or film. The thing screen. is, the, thing is the, yeah. the, the best Pratchett interpretation I've seen on TV is Good Omens. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yes. which was done with uh, with Neil Gaiman, and yeah. that had, writers, so yeah. yeah, and that had everything in place. Like I've said before, such a, an important and strategic part of it is the narrator. 
It needs yes. to be narrated. Mm. Yeah, and, which, and that one was. But yeah, with that like one was. Like Guide. Yeah. Mm. When they brought that to TV. Yeah. They kept narrating, even yeah. though you didn't need it. That's over TV. That's also another example. The Hitchhiker's Guide film, not generally loved, although the TV series, I think, worked brilliantly. Yes. Mm. So it can be brought yeah. to screen. I, I say it depends on if you, how you do it. So if you appreciate that part of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, a main character is the narrator, though you never see yeah. him or yeah. her, they are a integral part of the story. If you then ignore that because you want to make the film of it and you're looking more at the action, then you're not going to make yeah. The Hitchhiker's but Guide to the Galaxy. they did have the narrator for the, the film too. They had Stephen Fry yeah. with the book. Yeah. Going on with the important part of the narrator, there's one of the examples that springs to my mind. In one of the books, it's nothing to actually do with the story, but it tells you that the mountains in the background are called the Mountains of Scund, which in the local language is called Your Finger, You Fool. <laughs> due to the point that the explorers would grab hold of the natives, point, uh, yeah. point at something, scream, what is that, and write down the first response. Like the old kangaroo, like kangaroo thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah which, which isn't true, but... Uh, <laughs> Did they have a narrator in any of the Sky ones? I can't no, remember. No, that's why the Sky ones, to my mind, are wonderful trailers for the books. Yeah. What's so difficult? What do you do when the narrator is narrating? Obviously, they managed it in Good Omens by doing a lot of work. Yeah. Great expense of doing special scenes yeah. from the narration. The, the thing with narration is, in a book, it's fine, because the whole thing is happening in <laughs> yeah, your head. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Whereas... On screen, how do you do that without... Now, Hitchhiker's Guide, you've perfectly... Because you've got Siri or Alexa or what have you with you. Because that's effectively all the book is or the narrator is. So yeah, you can actually incorporate that in. But some other things, it's like it, it can be quite jarring because it's not in your head and it sounds like the voice of God but, telling you the, said, the, the The thing is, the thing is, i not criticising, but I think all I need to put out is Hitchhikers was out before we had tablets. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Is, you know, so it could yeah. still be done. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we'll see what happens on the Pratchett front. Uh, yeah, yeah. Also, we're getting Good Omens too. Interesting what that is like. Uh, yeah, um, with uh, yeah, less input from Pratchett. Yeah, well, it'll some be interesting posthumous inputs, but um, allegedly most of it was written with Pratchett I before know, he passed. I the, know there was the general flow of the plot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. An outline was scribbled down. Hence, yeah. the angels in yes. the TV series of Good Omens. Yeah. I mean, a lot would depend on how much of the final thing that we saw was. Um, Pratchett's ideas and how much of it was Neil Gaiman's as to how that well, this flows out because if the ideas were, were Pratchett's yeah. well, <laughs> allegedly allegedly when they were writing it and they uh, when it first came out a lot of people were saying well Neil Gaiman's done all the angsty bits and Pratchett's <laughs> done all the comedy bits yeah. but actually it was reversed yeah yeah. Gaiman did a lot of the comedy bits while Pratchett did a lot of the angsty. Yeah, well, yeah, why not? Well, at that point, also, you'd know his diagnosis, so, you know... Well, no, 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 no. Oh, didn't he? A couple of oh, decades well, Yeah, that was, was um, um, mid-80s, I think, ah. Yeah, when that came out. Because it was just after the first couple of Discworlds. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Which is when they both became big in their own respects, well, yeah. and well, that's why uh, he never if, got on to do a sequel. If I remember rightly... I could be willing to. I'm willing to be mistaken. Is they first met because Neil Gaiman interviewed Pratchett for uh, the Color of Magic. Oh, really? Okay. Because he interviewed him for a magazine which he was writing. Yeah. I think it was the Voyager magazine. I think, right. and things sort of they hit it off. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. So, any other feedback? That is it. If you have any, you know I sent it. <laughs> and, now, and now, over to Crumbly's Crawlers. Hello, Crumbly here. Sorry I'm lost at this uh, latest podcast, but I am currently enjoying all that Hampshire has to offer at this moment in time. However, this will not uh, stop me from sharing my thoughts and opinions of what has been discussed tonight. Now, Respond to All Calls is the uh, second box set of Ninth Doctor Adventures and a welcome return for uh, Chris Eccleston. Girl Deconstructed is the first of the uh, trio of new stories and serves as a lesson as to why a room is never truly empty. An entertaining story, but I feel it doesn't reach a good uh, conclusion, as the reasons why all those people become fractured and uh, dispersed in space was never really remedied. 
The doctor buying the house where some of the uh, disembodied people lived was, I felt, only a sticking plaster over a wound, and that their plight was never really solved in a way which I found satisfying. The second story, Fright Motif, concerns a doctor landing in post-war Paris, a nation throwing off the shackles of occupation and rejoicing in its newfound freedom. All three of the stories has the theme of non-corporeal entities running throughout. In this story, something nasty is trying to break through to our dimension, and it's down to the Doctor, a jazz pianist who has lost his mojo and his girlfriend, to find a way to send the creature back to the uh, dissonance from whence it came. As someone quipped in the story, the Doctor's got the ears for it. It does prove a point that music can be a very powerful panacea. The final story, Planet of the End, is set on the cheerful setting of a mausoleum planet, where extra-dimensional creatures plot and plan very much in the same way as a big corporation would buy and sell shares and stocks and plan corporate takeovers. The story involves a helpful sentinel robot, the Doctor being literally rooted to the spot, and a heroic dead rabbit. All in all, a very good second outing for the Ninth Doctor in Big Finish. Now, I turn my attention to the Suicide Squad. What can I say? This film is silly. Very silly. If Monty Python's Graham Chapman was still uh, still with us, he would be saying, Stop that, it's silly! It is a gore-splattered testosterone and steroid-pumped cross between the Dirty Dozen and Mystery Men. The plot daft in the extreme, and a lot of the main characters showing off how big and how powerful their weaponry is. Harley Quinn is gleefully insane as usual. Bloodsport, played by Idris Elba, the nominal leader of the band, is more like a stressed teacher trying to keep a party of school kids on, on a field trip under control and the less said about the rather abbreviated pair of underpants that Peacemaker was wearing, the better. Polka Dot Man is a dead ringer for the Blue Maharaja, throwing destructive polka dots instead of items of cutlery at his foes, and also nursing some serious mother issues. Peter Capaldi is helping himself to the scenery big time, with all of those lights and electrodes embedded in his head. He was either being an overzealous Dalek, or doing a fair impression of Professor Emmett Brown, and his mind-reading machine in the first Back to the Future movie. Telling King Shark that Starro the Mighty was nom-nom had me bursting out with laughter, and I was pleased to see that the bird from the opening scenes was avenged, and that Weasel survived. Suicide Squad is loud, full of explosions, and people getting killed in ever more inventive ways, but it's also an endearingly daft movie, with a strong gallows humour running throughout it. Anyway, that's enough of my ramblings. I'll be back in the studio for the next podcast. So until then, this is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Well, thank you for that, Crumbly. That was truly awesome. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully more from him next time. So, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. <laughs> Join us next time for new- more news. Who older new? More frivolity, more no, audio. No, no, no. I don't have to do it like he does it. Yes, you do. <laughs> so join us next time for more news and reviews. Yeah, reviews. Well, who older know? Fun, fun, frivolity, frivolity, and jollity, and jollity, and jollity. <laughs> 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 this is Jean saying, oh, um, so until. So until next time. <laughs> I don't do it very <laughs> So until next time, what letter are we going to close with? P for Pratchett. Why not? We will prolong this platitude of podcasting. Podcasting. Peregrations. Peregrations. <laughs> what? Peregrinations. Okay, that's not what you said the first time. Into a portcullis of pendulance. <laughs> Are you prevaricating With there? porcupines. <laughs> With porcupines. Is that... Yeah, that'll do. Peeing <laughs> off me. Or do you wish to pee off? Okay. <laughs> so this is Jean saying au revoir. Farewell. Goodbye. I'm sorry, I don't work very well in groups, considering I'm omnipotent. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 375, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, and The Real Keith Star. The views expressed here are those of the speaker, and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Like I said, personally, I would love you to watch The Haunting of Bly Manor.
Why yes. are you no, evil? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I must watch both of those. It's, it. it's not a ghost story. It's a love, love story. story. Mm. With ghosts in it. Yeah, with ghosts oh, in it. What, like... Ghost, the not one with no, no, oh, no. That, that's so sweet, isn't <laughs> one, it? Yeah, where not... they, they didn't realise the the you see it from the ghost's point of view. Yeah, no, I wouldn't call that. There are certain you could describe as nasty moments. They they have the theory that if ghosts are around for too long, they start to erode. So they do that by <laughs> just showing that the features you just see a nose oh, and a, a mouth. A bit like in the um, stone tapes. Yeah. Yeah, like that. But so, so there's a couple of nasty moments when you have these eroded ghosts pop up. Mm. But essentially, it's a love story. Mm. <laughs> Dramatic chords. Could you have made that suggestion at the end so I now don't have to go back and pick up this well, thing? You, you, you can take a breath between each one, you see. And, and You really need to not talk to me in the middle of the news. <laughs> I don't have my glasses on, so I can't glare at you. I'm probably glaring well, at Jean I, at the moment. I get the idea. It's just that I thought it would have fitted so perfectly, dramatic chords at the end of every yes. sentence. Is yeah. that landscape taking account of the rise of streaming services? Dun. Yes, well, that's, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> it turns out. <coughs> Sorry, McDonald's for you. Yeah, he's got lots of pictures to go on the wall. Mm. Yeah, it's bad. And he hasn't got of lots of walls. At the geek room, we've got them all lined up on the uh, floor. Even, just talking about the um, I guess even you your have geek the, room wouldn't accommodate all the ones <laughs> and the the lack of wall. Yeah, I think you should turn that wall there. I think you could probably make that into a picture wall. Maybe, yes. The three years I get my endowments, I have to think about an extension or something. Ooh. Is it a 10-year job or...? 25. 25. Oh, of course. It will be. It was on this, wasn't it? Mm. Wow. So would you go into the garden and just extend yeah. the kitchen go off? into the front garden. What, what about depth? Oh, yes, yes. yes. Dig downwards, yes. dig downwards. You can, you can. It is an option. I am thinking of you can, but you have would... the garden completely... Taken take out it down do to one level and then it put a basement in there. It depends where the, uh, the drainage have, and that is. You'd have to have is. a... Um, oh, they call it a skylight window, but you do need planning permission for that. Oh, and yes. it's, yeah. It's more hefty than normal planning permission. But that would be so cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and once you've done it, they don't know what you're digging off. <laughs> Just keep digging. Keep going, yes. <laughs> Hello, welcome to my lair. <laughs> the mole man. Yeah, this is where... I have my hobbies. Don't worry, they can't hear if you scream. <laughs> yeah. Don't want the fairly, uh, fairly early big finishes or pre-big finishes and I had to play someone falling down a well. No. So we ran a maid's house yeah. in Plumstead and I'm doing lots of ah, really loudly and walking away from the microphone and in the end... <laughs> Let me think, all right, next door. <laughs> <laughs>